Monet, I was just looking up the Anchor app. Have you heard about this? I've heard of it. Something to do with podcasts, right? Okay, so Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's absolutely free. Mm-hmm. And they have this like creation tool that lets you record a podcast and edit it right from your phone or your computer. Oh, that's right, because they can distribute your podcast for you, and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other podcast distribution places, right? Oh, and you will get the listeners, honey, and when you get the listeners, you make the coin thought mm-hmm. but here's the crazy thing. You actually don't have to have a minimum listenership to get money. You can still make coins. So it's essentially every single thing you need to make a podcast all in one place. Oh, you're just so tickled. You love the idea of making podcasts. I love you, Monet. I love you. Now listen, if you want to download the free Anchor app, you can also go to anchor.fm and get started. My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Monet Exchange. And this is Sibling Rivalry. This week, we talk about psychics. We discussed raising children. And we find out what made Monet say this. Um, But yeah, he was a crip, and he was the first guy I ever had sex with. And it was in middle school. And he, in order to keep me quiet, he like bought me like jewelry so I wouldn't tell anyone. And we find out what made Bob say this. I just never met anyone raised in New York City who was a decent person. We're remote again. We have been remote, and it's been going pretty smoothly, I would say. Yeah, I mean, what what with, uh, yeah, Jacob's uh, managing our Patreon now and helping us with our schedule. And I gotta say, this is probably the the most on top of it we've been in the, what, two and a half years we've been doing this podcast? I'm, I'm pretty gagged, girl. I, 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 would, I would not be lying if I said I was, I was gagged. Can you believe that we've been doing this podcast for two and a half years? Um, I can't believe it. It's my hard work finally coming to fruition. Well, I mean, considering that we took that we took three six months breaks, I don't think it should be <laughs> it should be considered that impressive. Oh, I want to say I was never one to take the breaks. It's always you who was the mess, so we had to do the breaks because of you. I would love I would love you to explain that. Please explain. Roll that, that beautiful bean footage. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I can't wait for you to explain how I was the one who's mess. Go ahead. I would love for you to uh, live out this. Completely I don't need false to. Our narrative. patrons, our patrons, and our listeners, they know the tea, and they know. Oh yeah, that that's the that the, what n- nothing is more true than what you just said, and I think that all of them heard you. Uh, to what's your favorite quote? She's backpedaling, Your Honor. This is definitely <laughs> one of those. Uh, I know. I said she's reaching, Your Honor. First of all, if you're gonna quote me, quote me right, bitch. No, there's there's backpedaling. It's in there. No, but I point- say I say Monet Exchange from RuPaul's Drag Race season ten All Stars four says she's reaching, Your Honor. That's what I said. You said what do right, you well, say? Can, That's what I said. Can one of the fans out there please reach uh, and re- find in the midst ooh, 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 somewhere ooh, ooh, ooh. Monet saying she's backpedaling, Your Honor? Can and I just then, tell you? I put- <laughs> and then clip it and then tag me in it. I posted a tweet a few weeks ago, and it was and it was um this really really great thing. This woman tweeted. She was like, "Some sick ass guy sent me dick pics in my DMs on IG." So I went through his comments and sent them to his family and friends. LOL, dumbass. That shit's so disgusting. Could you, Matt? That is a great response to some fucking asshole. Cause you know, I realized a lot of women get unsolicited dick pics and stuff all the time. I didn't realize it was such a thing. But my um my friend Kamika and a few other friends were telling me, like, yeah, girl, guys do that shit all the time. Imagine just going through just sending someone your fucking privates. Like just sending them. That's so crazy. I do I mean, 
one work, but also that person just went and sent porn to someone's. <laughs> to I know, I get it, but you know, but I bet you, I bet you're gonna never do it again. Honestly, I don't think that will stop him. That's the gag. That's oh no, the he replied. Gag. He re- he replied. He was really upset. He was like, "Oh, you little slut! Who the fuck do you think you are? I'm gonna get you bashed. Watch your back. I know people you know. How dare you send something like that to my innocent family? I understand you didn't appreciate it, but that's just uncalled for. How can you just fuck up someone else's life like that? So many. Oh, this was this is my favorite one. How can you just fuck up someone else's life like that over something so minuscule? You're a horrible person. But like, but also this woman probably gets, she's a, she looks, she looks like a very gorgeous woman. She probably gets this shit all the time. All the she time. She also should have responded. Yeah, your dick is minuscule. I know. That's exactly what I was thinking too. Just, I mean, he <laughs> set himself up. He set himself up for that one, honey. I that's know. That's like, pretty crazy. That's like walking into a cobweb. You're like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, yeah, but I love that. I was like, she would have worked. I live, girl. Get that. Um, th- there was a really funny vine a while back. This this uh, this girl was like, vine. Man, oh, you're so old. Yeah, I said a while back, and this lady, this lady said, uh, "My man's not allowed to talk to nobody on the phone." She goes, "I replace all his contacts with my number. Try to call your mama, <laughs> bitch. I'm gonna answer." <laughs> Yo, I love that shit. I love, I love Benji Hood relationships. Well, okay, I would want to be in one, but I love watching them like on social media. That should be cracking me up. Have you ever been in a Benji relationship? Um, I have, I mean, the guy I kind of dated when I had first came back to New York and I was living, he was very DL. So that was kind of Banji, but I mean, it wasn't, wasn't like so. Wasn't this the so, guy that gave you like a ring that you still wear? Didn't, didn't like a drug no, dealer no, 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 give no. you a ring? The ring I wear on my neck, that's from the guy that I first had sex with in seventh grade named Um, but yeah, he was a crip and he was the first guy I ever had sex with and it was in middle school and he, in order to keep me quiet, he like bought me like jewelry so I wouldn't tell anyone. Was he a grown man? No, we were both, we were both up in seventh grade. What? Oh, cause he had money cause drug, I was was like, where's a seventh grader getting money to buy jewelry from? And I saw him recently, like, so Kamika again is my, is my, is my best friend. I've known her for... Oh my god, over 20 years now. That's so crazy. And um, Kamika sent me a picture of him the other day, and I was like, oh, he looks horrible. He looks so bad. He looks so terrible. But he was so hot back then. Did he not age well at all? He did not age well. Well, he smokes a lot of weed, so his lips are really black. And um, he has Does glasses. Does weed which make is- your lips black? Um, are you, are you, do you live under a fucking rock? Yes, girl. Weed makes your lips very, it discolors your lips. I don't hang out with if a lot you of, smoke, with, with If a, you smoke, if you smoke, if you smoke like black, if you smoke it on like, on like blunt paper and like black and mild, like that stuff. If you just have a vape, no. But if you smoke like joints, it will make your lips black. I don't hang out with a lot of uh, drug doers. So Yeah, I but you're I'm from not... fucking, uh, uh, what is it? Callahan, uh, uh, Georgia. I'm from. Kalamazoo. At, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. No, you see, every time you say the changes, one time you're from Columbus, one time you, uh, what, what, what is the other one with the C that you always say you're from? Clayton County. Clayton, yeah, so what, what is it? Clayton County is Atlanta. The airport okay, is in you, Clayton County. Okay, but you like to say Clayton County when it's convenient for you. Yeah, but I don't live in Atlanta, I live in Clayton County, now they live in Clayton, Clayton, I live County, in Clayton County. Is, Clayton County is Atlanta, the airport is in Clayton County. 
But when you're trying to be extra, you'd be like, I'm from Clayton County. So say Clayton County all the time. Either you're going to rep it or you're not. Pick one. But you don't know. You don't even know what Clayton County is. So when I say I say I'm from Atlanta because everyone goes, oh, Atlanta. If I say I'm from Clayton County, folks are like, what's what the fuck's Clayton County? So I say, you know, Bubba Sparks, College Park, Waka Flocka Flame, Mikey Montana. But I don't have to go through all that. I can just say I'm from Atlanta. Just like if someone says I'm from Bensonhurst, you could just say I'm from New York City. No, you say you're from Brooklyn. If, if someone's saying that they're from Bensonhurst, they're gonna say they're from Brooklyn. They're not gonna say they're from New York City. No, the, the, uh, there are people who say there are people who say I'm from I'm from Flatbush. Like if you y'all New Yorkers think everyone knows about Flatbush. I never heard of Flatbush until I came to New York City. So if I would if someone would if someone would have came to Georgia and be like I'm from Flatbush, I'd be like, bitch, where is that? Alabama, I have no clue. But you can say I'm from Flatbush or you can say I'm from New York City. When you say I'm from New York City, you don't have to go into, oh, Flatbush is a neighborhood in Brooklyn. Brooklyn's a part of New York City. What I, I think, yeah, so that's why it's not, when I say I'm from Clayton County, that is for people who are from Georgia who will know what Clayton County is. But if you're from Clayton County, you know that's Atlanta. Anyone in Clayton County knows that's Atlanta. So a couple of, uh, four years ago, you said something. Okay, I don't really believe in psychics, but you do. Um, I don't necessarily believe in psychics, but I was like, there, there is too much. There, like this person has accurately done this thing for a couple years. How can we not believe it? Well, I believe in coincidence. Coincidences? Which, yeah, yeah. I I believe in coincidence, and I think that this woman is just. Anyway, that's another point. So this. Um, uh, tell us so the you psychic, know yes, yes, the psychic who has accurately predicted the last couple presidents. I want to say like the last four or maybe five presidents. Um, the psychic, she's this woman. She has accurately predicted them, and um, she predicted that the forty-fifth president was going to be the last president of the United States of America. But also, the and question I is, shared how this information it, with Bob. But the question is, first of all, it's a quick sidetrack. How impressive is that? She had to pick from two people. She had a 50-50 chance to get it right, and she's done it each time. Isn't there like a dolphin that, is, that has predicted the Super Bowl every single year? Or like, isn't there like some like dog or something that, that predicts the winner of the Super Bowl every year? And this woman just has to do it once every four years. So to me, that seems like much more of a coincidence than... than yeah, us. but it was more than that. Like She would like predict... She would predict um, 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 the president, but it would be like deeper than that. Like she would like have like other accurate things about the event. Like for example, she'd say like this one wins by a landslide, or this one is super close, and those were also right too. But I would also be interested in knowing how many of her predictions were just fully bullshit and did not come to any kind of fruition at all. That is the information that I'm interested in. Anyway, so. <laughs> The idea was this woman said that there will be no more presidents afterward. And I was like, okay, wait a second. I think the largest social gathering in America is voting. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. So it does not sound completely unheard of for them to cancel voting. I so imagine, they, imagine I, they cancel uh, voting and then after voting has been canceled, democracy somehow crumbles. Like, I'm trying to think about this scenario where, I mean, for example, when I vote, where I vote now is in an old folks home. So I gotta, I imagine they don't want to have all these people showing up to this old folks home to go vote. And when I used to vote back in um, Columbus, Georgia, one of the places I'm from, um, <laughs> I used to vote in an elementary school, which is also people who are susceptible to death by coronavirus. 
So uh, now they have to. So anyone who has the a lot of old folks' homes are, are voting places. A lot of elementary schools are voting places. So now they're gonna have to like take all these places that are dangerous hospitals. Hospitals are sometimes voting places. They gotta take all these places where they don't want sick people gathering and relocate the voting polls. Yada yada yada. This that the other. So they're, they're, what if they what if they cancel voting? I mean, I do, I do not. They would find some way to do it, which which then it will cause them to be able to um, make up make it up even more. You know what I'm saying? They, they can be like, oh, this only this many people. I mean, I don't see them canceling voting. There, you cannot you, you cannot cancel voting. You cannot cancel but, voting. But also, you can't stop people with coronavirus from voting. So you can't stop people from coronavirus from showing up at the old folks' home and voting. Well, so now I'll they say, can say people with coronavirus can't vote. No, I don't think they would do that. They would. We we are from a pretty smart world. Someone will think of something, some way to make voting possible. There's no way. Also, really quick, her name was Baba Vanga and Bob. Oh my God, I just looked it up. This is the. Oh my God. Okay, Baba Vanga predicted the 45th president of the United States would die of a mysterious illness. Wait, what? Yes, I am. I I. I can't even function with this. With I, I, ah! um, no, no, no. But that's that's what it was. Baba Vanga predicted the forty fifth president of the United States would die of a mysterious illness. Bob, if this shit comes true, there is coincidence and there is fucking psychologicosis, and that would be fucking I'm psychic sorry, shit. I'm sorry. Wait. I'm sorry. Wait. What is there? Psychologicosis. Yes, and that would be that because there is no. Could you imagine, bitch? Imagine. She's a she's a lucky lady. I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> No, that is without. I mean, first of all, this bitch needs to be playing the lottery. Let's let's start with that. I <laughs> know oh, she's dead. She's dead. Wait, when did she die? Um, let's look it up. Baba Vanga died. She was born in 1911, by the way. Oh my! Wait, did she do this shit back in the 70s or some shit? Yes, that's the thing. Baba Vanga died in 1996, and so she oh so she predicted God. all of this back in the day. So, wait, so that's what wait, I'm wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. So back in 1996, this woman predicted that Donald Trump would be the president. Well, she said, she didn't say Donald Trump, but she said the 45th president would be the last president and that he would die of a mysterious illness. Okay, but if, if, it, if it was 96, there's no way she predicted Obama. What do you mean Obama? Like, did she predict the presidents after she died, who came after she died? Yes, she predicted, yes. She, her predictions By went name. up to the... Like by not name. Not by name. I, I I guess the way that she produced it, like maybe she was saying the The black the nigga. Repub- <laughs> oh my god. Whatever it, she that, was that, that rich nigga about to be president, he gonna die, y'all. <laughs> but she predicted the forty fifth was the last one and he'll die of a mysterious illness. I didn't know the mysterious illness part. I'm kinda gag. Also, that could be someone just like updating like when was this article updated? Like this could be something that someone just added on to make to folklore. You know what I mean? Maybe, but you listen, I like it. Listen, hey, I don't know. I mean, believing is fun. <laughs> believing is fun. I'm going to give you that. Because when you hear some new shit, you be like, this is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> All right, y'all, we're going to take a little short break. <laughs> no, I'm going to say it. We're going to take a break. Sometimes things just interfere with your happiness. Like you just cannot seem to get over, you know, whatever it is in your life to help you achieve your goals. I know what happens to me. Sometimes I get seasonal depression, different stuff like that. Well, girl, BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, they help assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's really amazing because you can like start communicating back and forth with someone in less than 24 hours. 
And it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It, it is just a professional counseling done securely online. Now, because it is online, there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available like locally in your area, so you can get it online. And this service is not just domestic girl, it's available to clients worldwide. So you can log into your account anytime, anywhere, and you can send a message to your counselor. And you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with those other traditional therapy sessions. Now, BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, help is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy for you and free to change counselors if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Honey, you guys are living a happy life today. You can visit the website and read their testimonials that are uh, posted daily, all right? You can go to www.betterhelp.com slash reviews. Do people still say www? Does anyone still say well, www? We well, we just did. But hey, listen, if you want a little sibling rivalry in your better help, you go to betterhelp.com slash rivalry. That's H-E-L-P and join the over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. There's a special offer that you can have to Sibling Rivalry listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash rivalry. Thanks, guys. Is music a big part of your life? Let me tell you about Anchor, Spotify's podcasting platform. There are creation tools that allow you to easily and quickly record and edit right from your phone or computer. And best of all, Miss Stang, she is free. With Anchor, you can create a Music Plus talk show. With Music Plus Talk, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes, alongside talk segments featuring your commentary. Miss Day, this is revolutionary. This is the future. This is happening now. Music Plus Talk is a new way to create with all the music that you love. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's from music analysis, your own radio show, a hosted playlist, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something the world's never heard before. You can do it with Anchor Music Plus Talk. Anchor will even help publish your show on Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Got an idea for a Music Plus Talk show? Just head over to anchor.com fm slash music plus talk. That's anchor.fm slash m-u-s-i-c-p-l-u-s-t-a-l-k to sign up for Anchor and make your own Music Plus Talk show for free. Um, and, and we're back. I, I said I was going to say it. Oh my god, you are so This is not your this is not your podcast, but this is our podcast. I don't know if you're aware. I'm like like if, if, if I haven't worked out yet today, but it feels like I just ran a mile. By the way, the other day I ran how many miles is a lot of miles when you on the treadmill? What's a lot? I think no, a lot of miles to like to to run run I, okay, for me, I work out on an incline. I work at a fifteen percent incline every time. So running that is crazy. Wait, percent? Um, the incline go by numbers, don't they? Well, I mean, but it's, it's 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 percent normally. Is it? Mine always says mm -hmm. numbers. Right, but the the number is a percent. Oh, I guess. Go ahead. Um, and I so I so I always go at fifteen incline. So I end up like doing like about one point seven miles. But if I was to just run that flat, I think that would translate to about four miles. So I normally do about four miles on the treadmill myself. Yeah, I think that's like, and do you, do you do it flat or do you do it at an incline? 
I do it at a four. A four. Okay, so you're um, a basic bitch. Uh, work. I'm gonna, you That's... just told me you walked a single solitary mile. That's no, like I said one. I said one point seven, and I don't. Ooh, I, I run ooh. that. I what's run that, that. Bitch, can you do fifteen? What What's that from? Uh, from From uh, therapy to industry. And just so you guys know, <laughs> those are across the street from each other. <laughs> uh, that is a lot. One point seven at fifteen. That is a lot. What What, what do y'all do, uh, listeners? Like, what is your treadmill uh, uh, moment? Are you doing a percentage? Yeah, and how, according, what is your to Monet, according to Monet, she's uh, on a twenty incline, running eighty five miles an hour for thirteen Ooh. days. I cannot I wait for footage. the. Ooh, I cannot wait for the people on our listeners to be like, actually, Bob, that's a lot. I love y'all so much. Anyway, and I can't. I can't wait to see you actually prove that you do it. Like, you can say you do it. I can. I can sit here and tell you I bench press five fifty. You're just saying this. I want to. When, uh, when next time you go to the gym, do a live stream. Okay, I will. And also, I have asked you to go to the gym together multiple times, and you always decline because you probably be there eating fucking bonbons. No, because I don't want to go to the gym with you. <laughs> Because I feel because you're afraid that I'm gonna outwork you. Oh, this could be. I know we have we don't we don't do anything you can do, but maybe this can be like a one off. I wanted to do anything you can do, and both of us, someone records up records records us doing one session of insanity. I want to show people that I am fitter than you, and I know that I'm fitter than you. You're I fucking not. know that I am. Okay, you're, well let's do it. If you, if I'm if, if you're not scared, let's do it, bitch. I'm not scared. I just don't. I'm not. I'm I'm genuinely. You're fucking 100% scared. Not remotely nervous. Worry. You're scared. You're scared, Bob. You're scared. You don't want to do it. You're scared. I'm not. I, I've already. I've already accepted and said I'll do it like three times. Oh, okay. So well, how, oh, I can't wait for you to come back. Mona, you are hilarious. I mean, first of all, I don't know what insanity is. What insanity is, it, is one of the most intense workouts. Yeah, it's it's like it's like cardio, strength training. It's like all that together. Well, I have. A, I'm currently nursing a shoulder injury, so I can't do any. Presses. Oh, here we go with the excuses. Oh, I have a surgery injury. I do. excuses. I do have a shoulder injury, and you should take shoulder injuries very seriously. So, if you have one that is all cardio or leg, if it's leg or cardio, but I cannot do any kind of presses over my head or like. Oh no, it's nothing. None of that. It's none of that. It's, there's no weights. It's all just working on your own body. You're not. You just. You no. Know, you'll be fine. Yeah, and yeah, and, and you're gonna get dusted and destroyed. Oh, I cannot. Oh my god, this. This tastes so good. Ooh, this tastes so good. I cannot Yeah, wait. we know you love tasty stuff. All right, listen. <laughs> we should go into our main topic this week. Yes, children. How do you feel okay. about kids? They're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Especially, especially when they're straight from the tap, girl. <laughs> With a little ketchup, girl. <laughs> um, um, do, you, but- do you want kids? I de- you know I've gone back and forth on this in my life, and I think I would definitely like to have children in my life. Um, and I, I guess I don't know when is the time to start. Again, I don't have a partner, so this, well, you know, you don't have to have a partner to have kids nowadays. But I'm not a pl- at a place in my life where I can have kids now. But since I don't, I'm not a woman. I don't have to worry about you know a biological clock. Like well, not I, only I, women I, have biological, not only women have uteruses. Well, I'm. Oh, it's true, true. Since since I'm not a person who has to worry about that, like I can like like bitch, I can fucking my sperm is good and up until my last my dying breath. I, I don't, don't feel know, like is that is that how the, I, don't you? Yeah, okay, bitch. I'm not men, a doctor, but don't you start shooting blanks at a certain point? No, 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 no. Men, men, men. Your sperm is good for the for your the entire duration of your life. Think about Anna Nicole. Anna Nicole, she was with that really old guy, and he got her pregnant, and it was like a little bit before he died and he was old he was like 90 something lord have mercy 
Uh huh. And that's and that's her son, Danny. Um, I think God. I think he may have passed away. I don't. I don't know. I have to look that up. But yeah, he. Anna Nicole had him with her then um, husband um, right before he died. That shit is wild. I know. Imagine having a kid that old. Do you want kids? Okay, first of all, if we have a kid that old, I'd say that I have two brothers. My youngest brother is 21 years younger than I am. Whoa. By your dad, obviously. Yeah, yeah. so my father um, got, so my father got this lady pregnant, and then I was a, I was in college, maybe my, my third year or something, and then he called me and was like, I want you to talk to his mother, and we we spoke, and then she was like, how are how are you? And I was like, I'm good. I, you know, I'm just like I'm just working on school stuff. She, oh wow, how school? I said school's fine. A little stressful. How are your grades? And I was like, I mean, they're fine. And then she goes, Well, how old are you? And I was like, I'm 21. And she was like, Oh my God, you're older than I am. God. I I think that she thought I was like in elementary school, and he never told her. Whoa. Do you but still she was like, do you still keep in touch? I no, no, she doesn't. She doesn't want me to meet my. I never met my little brother ever. Wow. Would so you Caleb, want to? Caleb, yeah, of course. I tried to go meet him, but she was really unhappy about that, and she Damn. got really mad, and she was like, "Don't ever come up here again." So Caleb, if by any chance you are listening to this, Caleb from Mississippi, um, this is your brother. Uh, uh, my name is Caldwell. I am from. Uh, Clayton County, Columbus, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, Phoenix City, Alabama, Opelika, Alabama, Corinth, Mississippi. Um, and reach out to me. Oh, Bob. That's so sweet. <laughs> Is it sweet? Me and my estr- my estranged brother that, I, that I'll probably I mean, never the get fact to meet. That, the fact that you want to meet. Because, I mean, I, I have friends who have younger siblings by a parent that they're not still that they don't have a good relationship with and they're like yeah even though that's my sibling that's not my sibling because because of that whole thing so the fact that you're like open you want to meet your 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 sibling i think that's that's dope that's great he's also being raised by white people i know i mean you don't know maybe maybe there are black people in his life okay there's nothing wrong with that shout out there's nothing wrong with black people being raised by white people shout out naomi smalls um right right right. but it's just that you know it's like a get, get you know to experience other parts of your heritage, like your DNA, like you're you're black, you're white. It's nice. Let's let me tell you something. Not only black people, I guess not only black people. Yes, only black people know what it's like to be black. You know what I mean? I would I would I would second that. I I. <laughs> so it is nice to speak, especially a sibling or someone who is related to you, to like you know to walk to to have that journey with. I feel. So to answer your question, I've, I've gone back and forth with whether or not I want children, and uh, I think I'm landing back in the area of, you know what, maybe I do. The idea of having kids seems nice, like the idea, but then like when I think about it in practice, it just f- sounds exhausting. It sounds very exhausting. I would agree with that. It sounds exhausting. I just remember being a kid and just needing so I just needed everything. I needed everything. I needed it all the time. And my mom was the only person who could give it to me. Like, no matter what I needed, I was like, well, Miss Caldwell, I need this. What, I need money for this. I need attention for this. I need you to look at me while I do this. Now, look at me while I do a cartwheel. Now, listen to my listen to my sadness. Now, I want to audition for this play. Listen to me do a monologue. Now, I need I need clothes. I, now, I need a video game. I was like, oh yeah. my God, this is so annoying. 
It, it it is, and you know, and I, 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 you know, the the fact for me is that I grew up. You know, do you have, you and I have had this conversation. My 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 like life is a little crazy in terms of like parents and blah 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 blah. But long story short, my the woman who gave birth to me could not take care of me. Like after like a few months after I was born, so then she shipped me to St. Lucia, and that's when I was raised by my aunt and uncle, but I call them my mom and dad because they are my parents. They were the ones who raised me, gave me my morals, taught me how to be a good, a good human being, and those are my parents for all intents and purposes. Um, so having a kid is a lot, and I would, I mean, I knock on wood, I don't, I, not think, I don't, I don't want to say never, but I, I hope that I will, I'm never in a situation where I, where I cannot take care of my kid. So that would always be the scariest thing in the world to me, too. Because, you know, I, I know what that feels like. And I know how it feels to not grow up with your biological parents. And that was, I feel like, I feel like I'm going to have therapy one day and I'm going to unlock the keys to some crazy shit in my life where I've been doing certain things, however. Because there's, there's some, some, like, deep-seated whatever about biological parents and blah, blah, blah. But I would hate to not take care of my own kids. I mean, how did you? How did it feel to you as a kid, uh, not having your biological mom raise you? Did it like? You, I felt very shaded. I like because she would because there was times where she would come back and she would be like, "Oh, um, I'm so sorry for everything I've done. I'm gonna be here for you now." And it would last for maybe like two months, and then she would disappear again. And I, I distinctly remember one time she, I was in St. Lucia, and you know, my mom, my mom, you know, I was at my grandmother's house in St. Lucia. And then she showed up and she was like, I'm going to come and pick you up at this day and this time and take you to this. Um, I think I, I think it was the beach or there was something going on. She's like, I'm going to take you to this thing. So I remember sitting on my grandmother's porch and waiting, I mean, all day from like 11 to like 5 p.m. And she just never showed up. And I think from that day on in my life, I was like, oh, you're done. You're dead to me. No matter, nothing you can do can ever make up for this situation in my life. And from How then, I've never you? really... I was maybe... Eight or seven, something like that. Oh, that's I. That, I could cry. I hate that. I yeah, really it was that. really that really fucked me up. I mean, but that happened. Know. That happened to me once too. Did I ever tell you that story? No, no, no. Tell me. I don't know if I ever mentioned this story on the podcast before, but when I was in college, my father stole my car. Oh yes, you told me the story. This and is wild. Honestly, it really it ruined me. Like it really like fucked me up, and I never talked to my dad about this before but my father had just gotten out of prison and he mm -hmm. uh, and he was like hey i want to come hang out with you and i was like well i have work and then school and he was like okay well can i borrow your car and i was like of course you can borrow my car you're my father why would i let you borrow my car and i said right. but just but you have to be at my job to pick me up at exactly three o'clock because i have to be at school at 3 30 mm -hmm. so it takes about 15 minutes to get across actually maybe like five to ten minutes to get to school I was like, so just pick me up, and then you, we can trade the car off, and then we can hang out, like, tomorrow. And he was like, okay. So I didn't even see him. I put my keys in my car. I told him where to find it. This was before text message. Wait, so, like, you, so, you, so you, like, left your car unlocked and just left the keys in there? It was Columbus, Georgia. It was, it was a safer place. I lived in, yeah. It, okay. was, it, wasn't, it wasn't, like, New York City or, or Atlanta. Um, so Got I put it. my keys in the car. They were in the parking lot of my apartment building. And mm -hmm. then in the ashtray, and then I just told him they're they're in the they're in the thing, so figured out. And then I got off work, and I was just standing there at three o'clock. And then I was standing there at three ten, and then I was standing there at three fifteen. Damn. And then I was standing there at three thirty, and I was like, I'm so stupid. 
I'm so stupid. And I was calling him and he wasn't answering. And I was like, I have never felt so dumb in my whole life than I do in this moment. And then I just didn't hear from him for like a year and a half. And 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 you never, and when did you get the car? I don't know. I have no clue what happened to that car. No clue. Oh my God. He just stole my car. The car is gone. Ugh. It like it like it like really gags me like how parents can do that to their kids. It like like uh, like your son, especially especially being a black man in America, your son is like in has his job, he's going to school, and you're gonna fuck him up like that by stealing his only means of transportation. Like my car, and I remember thinking to myself, I can like, and the the term "deadbeat dad" was a word that did not get used around my home. My mother was very adamant about not bad mouthing my father in front oh, of me, wow. um, which is a very black mom thing to do. But my mom did not bad mouth my father. She just said, "Your father has some problems with with drugs, and and he's doing the best he can." Um, and like yada yada yada, but she was never like, "You sorry ass daddy." She never said anything like that. Um, and then on this day, I remember thinking to myself, I have a dead beat dad. I was so hurt. I was so like depressed and just like, oh, I felt, I felt so like, I I was like, you, you know, something that Derek Berry said on the, on my season of drag race that I was like, oh my God, when I always like get, she goes, he goes, um, my mother like broke me into pieces and I just never got put back together again. Oh my God. Well, so, so Derek's mom was not involved in her life. No, Derek's mom was. I don't, honestly, I can't remember, but Derek's mom wasn't super approving of the queer lifestyle, got and it, got it. Um, and apparently when Derek came out, she just kind of did. I, I don't want to tell Derek's story because I don't remember right, it completely, right, right. but yeah. I do remember Derek saying, "My mom, I, my mom broke me to pieces, and I never got put back together." And I was like, "That's Ugh. what parents can do to people." One hundred percent. That's why I feel like my mom has probably broken me down in some way. My 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 mom. So, so this I don't know how to. Okay, June is the woman who gave birth to me. My mom is my mom who like loved me and took care of me. My mom. She's like June is like she's no. She's done. She she does not fuck with her in any way, shape, or form. And she's she's very vocal about it. And I love. Now, it. are June and your mom related? No, June is related to me by my uncle. Got it. They were cousins. Yeah. Got it. And she, like, recently tried to come back in my life, like, I want to say two years ago. And, like, she showed up to my family's house in Brooklyn because we were having, like, a party. And then she, like, she came up from the woodworks and then she showed up. And I have, oh, my God, I have another brother by her who is now, I believe, he's probably, like, 27 years younger than me. Oh she my like just God. had a, she like just had a kid recently. So her and the kid were there at my family's house in Brooklyn and then I, sh- I you know I knew she was going to be there and my grandmother told me and I showed up and then as soon as I showed up she like started to cry and we like had a, a conversation in the room she's like I'm so sorry for everything before I want to be in your life again. I'm really sorry. And girl, literally the by the next week she like texted me a few times, gone again. Never to be heard from or seen from again. I just don't know how you could do that to your own child. Like, how oh, no, could you? It's so crazy. I mean, granted, I don't have any children, but I just don't. Uh, it just—it's wild. My, it, it's wild. It, so a couple a couple of years ago, after I had one drag race, my dad called me, and mm. he was like, um, "I remember him being like, uh, we were like talking for like maybe like a week, and then after like three phone calls, he." Asked me for some money. 
it was this was after I he he would say stuff like um so you're doing a lot of shows huh and I was like yeah I do a lot of shows and he was like so about how much money do you make on these shows and I was uh, like not the money question and I was like I mean I make decent money but I didn't tell him because I like I know what my yeah you up saw it you saw it like like it was you you could see it a mile away where it was going yeah and he was like but you do make good money I was like yeah I make good money I can afford my life um and then he told me this whole story about how he was like I can't even remember the story but it was really long and it ended with him asking me for more money in one phone call than he has ever given me in my entire life gag like it was crazy and I just kind of stopped talking to him then and there and then I called my my mom and my mom was like that's not true he's not like all the stuff he was saying she was like none of that is true that's all false none of that is real and I was like this guy is relentless and everyone's why he tried to come into my life and I'm just like, like I'm like when I'm shooting for We're Here, he calls me sometimes, and every mm-hmm. once in a while I pick up and I see him at, at Christmases, but I'm just like, I don't know, I'm not interested in that in in a relationship yeah. with him. And part of me is also afraid of if I have kids, how much of that is in me? Like I just be really afraid to fuck my kids up. Oh no, Bob! I know you so well. I you would there is literally I cannot think of any circumstance where you would be that type of parent. I feel like also we have the tendency to parent how we were parented, and obviously your mom, Miss Martha, was a great mom to you. She really turned you out, and she made Bob the drag queen, Christopher Caldwell, who he is today. So I think you're gonna be like that. I feel like I feel like you're gonna be a very analytical parent. Every time, anytime your kid wants something, gonna be like, okay, but why do you need this? Very, which sounds exhausting to me, but sounds like decent parenting. Well, I mean, I honestly, I feel like I'd be a, re- I feel like I'd be a really good parent. I feel like in my friend groups, I tend to have a, a um, matriarchal type energy, where that is because really, you're too lazy to leave your apartment, bitch. No, I have, I have an, a, a, an essence of like helping people, caring for people. Uh, I feel like that's why when I first started doing drag, a lot of people wanted me to be their drag mom because. Honestly, I don't even know. Honestly, I don't fucking get it. I I, I, w- I would like <laughs> see people and like want to help them with stuff or want to sew for people or want like to see people, you know, exceed at doing whatever it is they want to do. I, I also kind of like the idea of being a, you, you know, people have gay parents. Oh, my God. I bitch, I want to be a gay parent so bad. Patty has gay parents. Doesn't Patty have gay dads? Oh, oh, oh I thought you meant like being like a gay. Yeah, yeah, he does. Have, I, uh, yes. Like the cho- chosen family parents. Yeah. What did you mean? Like just actual dads and gay. Oh yeah, I want to be like that faggoty dad coming into the school, but but like my kid being so happy that that I'm the gay dad. Like I again, I went to school, I went to high school in Manhattan, and I had um, friends whose dad who dad who had two two dads, two moms, whatever. And my one of my specific friends, he she had two dads, and I remember when they would ever come to the school for whatever reason for events or whatever, I would just be like, I fucking live. They're just so cute. I just I just love the idea of being like a really faggoty dad. Well, I. So I had um, okay. So my nephew, um, it is a, an eighth grade, I think, and mm-hmm. I don't. I think he's a little bit embarrassed to say that I'm his uncle. I, I don't really? even know that. I mean, okay. Bear in mind, he's in eighth grade, and your uncle's right. a famous drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Lot. It's not like your uncle's The Rock or your uncle is like uh, Jess <laughs> Hilarious. You know what I mean? <laughs> Your but do people a- know? Like, do do I guess yeah? Because people, I mean, kids have the internet nowadays. They probably, but like, do, do like do people know that he's uh, unless he's telling people? How do people know? 
I don't think he does tell people. I think that, like, I, I mean, if if your if your uncle's a famous faggot, <laughs> you know what I mean, and, <laughs> and and I think that like some of his friends from like who were at the house when I was there, like mm. would like know who I was, and they'd be like, oh my god, blah 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 blah. And then one time I asked him, and I said, do you tell people at school that I'm your uncle? And he was like, I mean, I don't not tell them. <laughs> Bitch, if I would listen to this podcast, like, oh, cameo. And now the the truth is, obviously, people at his school know who I am. Obviously. You know what I mean? Right. Um, But I don't know that they, but in their minds, they're just thinking, oh, this is, there's this Bob the Drag Queen person. And then on a completely separate chunk of their brain, they're like, oh, and there is cameo. And the idea that. Can't, the, the idea that he, I don't know, I, I have this fear of like my kids being embarrassed by me or. No, I think it's completely how your kids are raised. Like, for example, we, we talked a while back about um, uh, um, the parent from Transformers. What? The parent from Transformers, the documentary about the trans person. Oh, yeah, yeah, bodybuilder. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like their kids are like their kids. They love their parent. They're really open about it. They like give their parent. Make, uh, uh, makeup advice, like clothing, clothing. I think the way that you would raise your kid, I think that your kid would fuck would live for it. Your kid would love it. I mean, I mean, Camion wasn't raised to be embarrassed by any of that. I mean, also bear in mind, I grew up with a queer mom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and were you ever embarrassed, embarrassed for your people to know that your mom was queer? No. Yeah, you see. No. Yeah. I feel like it's all in how you're raised and how your parents are. And also, just also sometimes it may just be a personality thing. Maybe he may not be embarrassed. Maybe maybe it's not the queer thing. Maybe he's embarrassed just about you being famous. Some kids I are like that too. Yeah. Would you want to raise your kids in New York, or would you, or would you want to move back to Atlanta or somewhere else? To be honest, I I kind of can't imagine raising kids. I just never met anyone raised in New York City who was a decent person. <laughs> I'm just, I'm teasing you one day. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, you are so goddamn rude. I love being raised in New York City. I feel like me growing up in New York City informed so much of my life. I was, when I went to this, when I went to this, like, I was never, I was never shielded for anything. I guess that's parenting and being raised in New York. Like, I feel like I had seen so much of life by the time I was already in high school. I didn't feel the need to go to college and drink and do drugs and all that stuff because I had already seen so much of it as a growing up in New York City, whether it's on the train or my other friends. Like, I, I just didn't need to live those experiences. But that that probably had more to do with you as a person than, because I'm sure there's lots of people who grew up in New York City and then still went to college and went bananas. You know what I mean? I guess. Like, I just, the idea of, I don't know, my kid, like, to be honest, this is going to sound shady, and sorry if there are any New York City kids listening to this, but, like, when I see New York City kids, first of all, there's, New York City children are scary. Like, I see How? them, like, as I'm a, I am a six foot two grown ass adult human person, <laughs> and I will not ride the train between uh, 2.30 and 4 o'clock. <laughs> because... These kids are monsters. They are mean. I know. They are. are uh, They are. They're bullies. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I I went to one of the scariest middle schools in in New York City, and my school was so bad. We would fight all the time. Like, but in middle school, I was jumped about three, four times, I think, and I would jump in people. I got beat up. Like, police used to have to rally out. Like, there would be squad cars outside of my school to kind of, like, push push us onto the bus buses, but we would still fight on the buses. Like, we were... Middle school was tough. I'm not going to lie. Marine Park so, Junior High School, shout it out. 
So to answer your question, um, <laughs> no, I, no, I don't want to raise my children in New York City. But you can also send them to, to, to private school. I ain't got no money for no goddamn private school. Yes, also, the fuck you do. I probably could afford private school, but school should be free. <laughs> you shouldn't have to pay a fortune for your kids not to get beat up at school. That is insane. You have to pay money so that uh, Kevin Burton's little bully ass won't beat your kids up. Okay, first of all, I was being bullied because I was a fag, okay? They knew, honey. They were like, oh, that's that faggoty little boy, Kevin. I, all my friends were girls. Uh, I was I was very that girl. But you and your little badass friends, you, you Kamika, and Megan the Stallion up there fucking jumping <laughs> folks. <laughs> Real hot girl shit. <laughs> we're going to take a little short break. Monet, what can you get for like $10 a month? Like a like Spotify? Netflix. Um, maybe 10 bags of chips. Hulu. Two coffees. A bacon, egg, and cheese with some chips. Or you can get a premium Patreon subscription to Sibling Rivalry on Patreon. Yes, you can be a sibling for $10. And for five, you can be a cousin. <gasps> and for $1, you can be a stranger. Yeah, we don't know you, but we like you. So please... If you want to make help us make more great content like this, go to siblingrivalrypodcast.com slash support. Would you would you would you teach your kids religion? I already know your answer. Under literally no circumstances. Okay, but what okay, but what if your kid chose religion? I would tell them no, no I'm just kidding. I mean, like, how old? Um, I don't know, but like probably like uh middle school, high school, like your kid was like, oh, I I like religion, and I want that for my life. You can, yeah. Oh, uh, 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 this is tough. If my, oh, uh, I already know you would, you would, you would be very vocal about not agreeing about 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 you not liking religion, and you would every couple of weeks, days, months, you would you would bring up the conversation in in hopes to let your kid be a free thinker about about not having religion. But I I don't see you trying to be you you wouldn't say no you can't do that, but you would constantly have conversation in and then eventually hope in hopes that they would change their mind. Okay, let me ask you this question: If your kid wanted to. Uh, I don't know, uh, become a, uh, be, be a Jedi and do that religion. Would you let them do it? What, Je- Jedi is a religion? Yeah. Like, would you let your kid do that? I mean, I would let my kid choose. The, I mean, I would, but I'm not like, I'll yes be like, no. no. I would, I, I would say no, that's silly. But I didn't, I, but and I know that's that I how can't. I feel about, that's how I feel about Christianity. I'd be like, that's silly. I know, but I would, I would say that's silly and it's stupid, but at the end of the day, I would let them do what they want, but I mean, I would be like, I would like that is literally the, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know, my takes on religion aren't far from that, to be quite frank. And I know that the the listeners do not like when I say that. Particularly, Martha Caldwell hates when I say that. But um, I just be like, Mary, this don't make sense. Okay, but what if you? But I guess you wouldn't have a partner. Then y'all wouldn't be partners. But what if your partner was very pro religion? Like, what if, what if, what if, what if Jacob becomes super Jewish and he's like going to synagogue, he's doing all the things, and he and you guys have a kid? And what, what if is, is Ezra religious? Um, Ezra's not religious. Uh, Jacob's not religious. Jacob's family does observe Jewish traditions, but like when I went to Passover with Jacob and his family. Uh, mm-hmm. Right at the top of the Seder, his mom was like, "So we're reading these stories. I don't really believe any of this happened, but I really like traditions. Here we go." Word. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And Ezra, Ezra's mother is a like a pastor, like a reverend, but like not a Christian one. Does that make any sense? 
Right. She's like she's like healing and earth and the moon and all that. That jazz. sounds like I ca- I cannot with all that the stars well, and the moon and the this and that. It sounds well, maybe, like a lot. Well, maybe you should meet Christine because <laughs> she because <laughs> she believes in the 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 spirits and the souls and the. And I can't. The, I can't. I can't with that kind of talk. It literally gives me a headache. That's how I feel when folks be like, and on the third day, the Lord. I'm like, all right. Okay, okay, so it's so he done took ribs from this dude and made an entire okay, all right, but the moon and the stars sound crazy. All right, go off, Mary. Um, how would you discipline your kids? Do you do you believe in like hitting? Beat the fuck no, I'm just kidding. Um well, it's interesting. I was hit as a kid. Not a lot I was but, too. But I don't think it I honestly don't think it ruined me. But I also think that my mom could have done it without. I think when I think back to some of the most effective disciplines my mom did, none of them were the hitting. I'm trying to think. I I, I, I can't even think that far back. I don't remember. I feel like I, it depends. Like I, don't one know, day, I don't know. I, can I just can I call something? One like I feel like one day you're gonna like have like a a revelation in something because I feel like you don't remember a lot of your childhood and one day a bunch of trauma is going to roll in and you're going to be like oh this is why I don't remember because I was blocking out a lot of stuff maybe um I feel like hitting works sometimes but I honestly but when I'm a parent I don't see myself hitting my kids I see myself doing other tricks again I, I think you're right I think like when my mom would like take stuff away or like do like really shady stuff because I did something really bad. Not when I when I say shade, I don't mean like something like. Ugh. I'd be like she would like do a punishment that I did not see coming. I'll be like, oh shit, I'm never gonna do this again. I don't want this to happen. Yeah, like for me, it wasn't the hitting, but like when my mom would like deny me food for 14 days, then I would like act oh. right. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Oh my <laughs> god, I was. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh my god. Listen, for anyone listening, Martha Caldwell did not do that. I'm just joking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm your kidding. father's gonna beat you up. She's she, she gonna beat your ass for real now. <laughs> no, the most effective punishment my mom, my mom did to me was when she made me drop out of the high school play. That that like oh damn, me. like she was I like know, your oh. little your little faggoty ass. You're like I can't act. She was like, oh your grades are bad. Work well then. I, I guess you need more time to study. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I and love then that. She, and then she took me out of the play, and I literally had to drop out of. I had a great role, and she made me drop out of the play. I was. Devastated, bitch! You were fucking pine tree number seventeen. Don't try it. Okay, I was. First of all, I was the star of my theater program. I do. I want to see. I want to see videos or receipts or something. They have to be signed because I don't believe it. I was the president of the drama club. And okay, every, you probably made yourself the president because you were on some fucking autonomous shit. No one knew. And every play that wasn't a musical, I had a lead role in. <laughs> Y'all had to fuck. Can you please sing something so the kids can hear? Okay, so back in this past summer, Bob went to write um a, a musical in Berkeley, and he would like send me little voice notes, and that shit used to. Because again, the writing was great and it was good, but Bob singing his little melodies, that shit used to. I I didn't tell you this. I would listen to it. I like j- I, after I listened to it, and you and I talk about. It, I would like listen to it periodically because it would just tickle me a little bit. Hearing you, you were laughing at my, you were like just <laughs> laughing at my work. That's so shady. No, I okay. I want to reiterate. It was really great writing. Like I loved it, but just hearing you sing your little melodies was funny. Particularly the now I see. That is so. You are so shady. I am never sharing my work with you ever again. I, I I told you it was brilliant. What else do you want from me? You did not make fun of my, my singing. Um, you how would you so handle shady. gender? 
Okay, that's a good question. I would raise my kid to understand that they were assigned male at birth or assigned female at birth, but I don't think that I would like force any um, gender norms onto my children. Yeah, me too. I would. I think do I would. That. I mean, I would probably, I would probably dress my children in pants, whether they were uh, assigned female or assigned male at birth. Because that would just you just more you're more comfortable and your your kibbly bits aren't showing. Um, I would let them choose. I, I again, I, I I see myself being like a very very uh, artsy parent. I would let them like choose their own things. If if the, if if I would give them the option of skirt or pants, whatever you want to wear, and I'll let them live their lives. Now I was thinking like when I'm like when they're too young to, to pick their clothes, I would probably just pick them pants. No, they can. Um, I see. I see parents like that. When their kids are like two years old, they just put stuff on the bed, and they just, the kid just grab whatever they want. Yeah, I love I, that. I, I also remember being young enough to choose my own clothes, and then looking back at pictures, thinking, "Why did my mom let me do that?" Like one time, <laughs> I was wearing my godfather's military uniform to school. Now, bear oh my in mind, God. my godfather was a completely grown adult human man, <laughs> and I was in like kindergarten so i was wearing his i mean i monet his i don't know why my mom let me do this i put on his 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 uh military uniform and i wore it to school even his shoes i even wore I mean, his you shoes. are a pretty big kid your mom was probably just no you know, this she's like this did, looks all right it did not fit it, it i remember seeing <laughs> i remember seeing pictures and me being like why did you let me wear this to school and she was like you kept asking and you wouldn't let up so i just let you wear it and that sounds about right. You you were probably fucking annoying. She was like, let's let, let the motherfucker wear this fucking outfit. He can leave me alone. So I wore this big ass. I mean, Monet, it was a full grown man's outfit. And my little kid ass was wearing it to school. And I was like, what is going on? So I don't think that kids should always be allowed to pick their clothes. But I do think that once my kids get old enough, if they decide they want to wear a skirt or a dress. I mean, I'm a, listen, I'm a, I wear dresses today when I'm out of drag. You And... And it took me a long time to discover that I wanted that in my life. And maybe if I'd have been younger, actually, you know, I remember too, like being really young and deciding that I wanted to wear head wraps, like where I would t- pull the wrap back and do like a bun in the back. Mm-hmm. You remember this? Mm-hmm. And I remember deciding to do that. It was around like seventh grade. I would do it a lot. And then one day someone called me out for it and I just got so self-conscious and like Aww. freaked out that like, they would know. They'd know. They'd know. <laughs> and I just stopped doing it. Say their name. What's that bitch name? Say I mean, her I mean, name. I wish. What's I that bitch remember. name? I wish I could remember. But yeah, I remember being like. But I. But I would Keisha. like my kids to not have like if I if I have someone if I have a child who was assigned female at birth, I don't want to give them the idea that they are, that they that their role in life is to please a man or that they need to like. Yeah, you know, fuck that. Do, yeah, and and it, yeah, I I I just wouldn't want those gender norms placed on my children. I think that my family would have a hard time understanding that. Down. But I'd be like, but also my family is like, my family would be like, listen, Caldwell is on some other shit. <laughs> he just be doing his own thing. He has two <laughs> boyfriends. He's a drag queen. <laughs> he's he's not a Christian. Uh, he's not a Christian. 
so they just be like, you know what? I think that uh, this one's a lost cause. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that my family, uh, especially now I'm a, a, like a world famous drag queen and, and like to see how I dress and all that stuff, I feel like I have opened my family to so much and I, they're, they're learning a lot about this stuff through me and I'm okay with that. And I think that if, if I was to have a gender neutral kid and just let my kid, I think my family would be so here for it because they're, they're, they're learning so much about queerness through me and I, I, I love being that like, Again, I'm, I, 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 don't, I don't think I'm, I'm a great teacher. I, I kind of just make it up as I go. But I like being that for my family. I also feel like if I had a child, it would just be a large kid. Like, if I'm basing <laughs> it off of, like, not not just the men in my family, but the women in my family. Like, my Aunt Lisa's six foot two. My grandma was six feet tall. My cousin Angela's six three. My Uncle Scotty's six four. My Uncle Steve is six four. Like, Jesus Christ. My people <laughs> in my family are not that big. No, we are some big African niggas in my family. We are like huge. Oh my god! I mean, we are from we are from Mississippi slave stock. Okay, Jesus <laughs> you know I mean? Christ, Bob! You, I, my, my soul feels a little offended the way you just said all that. Didn't you? Can, can I wait? Can we mention this? Am I allowed to mention what? this? Oh well, you about to? So what's up? Can we talk about the fact that you and Shangela got into it over the N word? Oh yeah, Shangela hates the fact that I we did a for New Year's Eve we did a gig in. Um, at Heaven Nightclub in near in London, and I and I had the end. I had, I had the word nigga in my song, and she hates that. She was like, "Monet, you can take that." Out. I was like, "Absolutely not." She was like, "You don't know what it means." I was like, "Well, growing up black for the past uh, thirty years, I think I know what the what the what the, what the word nigga means, and I'm having it in my number." She's like, "But what if? But what if? What, what if you have fans that don't like the use of anywhere?" I was like, "Then they shouldn't listen to this number." And I was like, "I've been pretty, especially on our podcast. We've both been pretty vocal about our use of the N word and how." We're not, a, a, you know, that we use it freely. So I was like, I'm not taking it out. And she was really. It's upset also about it. so weird because she likes be. She loves Beyonce. And Beyonce used the N word in her music. Yeah, I mean, just because you like someone doesn't mean you condone everything they do. That's true. But I'm saying, what if you? What if you have fans who don't like that? I guess Shangela should, should refer back to Beyonce and see what she did with in regards to Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, uh, would you let your kids use the N word? Absolutely. I mean, but, when they're old enough to understand, like, I don't think my fucking three-year-old should be like, nigga! I don't think my fucking seven-year-old should be throwing the, throwing the word nigga around. But when they're, you know... I also didn't curse as a kid. My mom did not let me curse as a kid. So I kind of feel like... I feel like it's in the parameters of, of, of a cuss word. So I wouldn't let my kid just say it when they're, like, nine years old. Well, that's the thing. Um, we were, we were not allowed to curse in my house, but we all of us used the N-word all really? the time. Oh, we used it like it was just, we just said it like it was nothing. <laughs> Everyone said it. Everyone in the house. The, 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 the dog. <laughs> no. The, the dog was like, no, go please. Uh, but, <laughs> did you, but like, did you, did you, did you curse as a kid? No. Oh my God. No, 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 no. Monet, I don't think you understand this. When I tell you I was a goody two shoes as a kid, I did not break rules. I was like, oh, there are rules and they're meant to be followed. All of you oh, rule God. breakers are shady people. I <laughs> we, they used to play this game out 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 back called uh, you know how kids give horrible names to games. It was oh, called so so stupid. This one's called cousin wrestling. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
you would wrestle and you would just curse. So like right when you're getting ready to do a body slam, you go motherfucker and you would slam them down and then you oh. do an elbow drop and be like bitch ass hoe and then like do it. And I would whenever we played, I would have to be the referee because I just refused to curse. Oh my god, you are ill. Get the fuck out of here. You are I was, so fucking I, whack. I was on the side like y'all niggas need to stop cussing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you, are, are you still afraid, to, not afraid, but do you, I mean, well, your mom listens to all your stuff, but do you, like, actively curse, like, let's say you're at sitting at the Thanksgiving table, and you're like, this shit is good, like, would, do you curse around your mom, like, outside of, like, you drag and performing? Uh, I don't, I don't curse, like, absurdly, but, um, I, 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 sometimes I do swear around my mom, sometimes, yeah, but not like, uh, maybe less than I do with you, not maybe, because definitely less than I do with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I still don't curse. My mom watches the exchanger and stuff like that, and she's always like, "You need to stop cursing on there." But I, if we're just hanging out, I wouldn't curse on my mom. It just feels—I mean, I'll say something like "ass" or like maybe "shit," but definitely not like I can drop an f bomb in front of my mom. I would feel so uncomfortable. Well, the f bomb—I mean, like I would say in front of my mom, "Oh, this is this is fucked up." Like this is really oh, fucked up. That is just so aggressive. No, I can't do that. Yeah, I would say this is, but I would not say like she was a. Cut that I would never say. Wrong. I cannot oh. say that. Wrong. You see, that's so funny because people like Amanda Seal. She is like cunt is not a word. Amanda Seal is like cunt is. This is Amanda's like cunt is a word that white women have made up to make them feel part of the conversation to be offended. I was like work Amanda Seals. I, mean, I don't know if that's her. actually a true statement. <laughs> I that's what I mean. That's what that's what Amanda thinks. But like whenever, but whenever like um like first of all, if if I said kind of from my mom, she'd be like, oh oh my god, that's Christopher, this is <laughs> nigga oh, nigga, what you say? <laughs> my mom would say, I don't know if all that is necessary. Um, <laughs> like there was a video a while back of Honey uh, LeBron saying Jesus fucking Christ, and my Oof. mom called me just to talk about that. Really? And she oh, was because like, of, because be of Jesus. Jesus they, because it was right. because it was Jesus. How'd you know? How did you figure out that little <laughs> sneaky little algorithm? Because it had Jesus in it. She did not like the fact that he made uh, Jesus's middle name fucking when everyone knows his middle name is Adam. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think that. Oh, they had middle, <laughs> Jesus Adam Christ. Jesus Adam Christ. Um, and what about names? I w- I want. Okay. I think I think names are very important, and I want to give my kid. Okay, these are the two names that I feel would be great for me. And um, if I had a boy, I want like a Dominic, and if I had a girl, I want it to be Jade, or I want a J- I want a girl with a really boy name like Billy or like Tommy or like Peter. I want like, having a girl with like a with a with a okay, not boy, I guess, with a more masculine culture culturally masculine name. I would love. Well then, okay. Well, so then, are you so are you gonna raise your children based off of the ideas of gender or no? You know what I mean? Uh, no, no, no. I'm just that's what I'm saying. Having ha- having a girl named Billy or Tommy, I think, really fucks with like with gender. You know what I mean? Well, I I mean, I could not use this name now, but I think a great gender neutral name is Bobby. Um, but now yeah. naming my child Bobby would just be ridiculous, considering that my, my no, stage it's not. name is. I love, that'll be so good. I love that. The fact that my stage name is Bob the Drag Queen and my child would be called Bobby that just seems so. They they'd be like you naming your child Mo. I would do that. Mo and Monet, and then Bobby and Bob the Drag Queen. That oh my God! Seems... Can we do that, Bob? That'll be so yeah. We can go on okay. tour with our kids. Okay, I'll I'll name my kid Mo. You name your kid Bobby. How about that? Oh, that, that works. That works too. 
I really love the name Genevieve. It's so pretty. Genevieve? Yeah, Genevieve. And so Jen for short. Or Jenny. Or Jenny. What do you think? What, like people like Gwyneth Paltrow to have the, like the kids' name are like Apple. You know, uh, uh, let me let me. It's very it's very gender neutral. Apple could be a boy or, or a girl. Apple can't even be a person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, naming your child Apple. You know, I think if you are famous and you name your child Apple, and your child will never have to go to a school where they'll get bullied for being named Apple, that's fierce. But if your kid went to school in Clayton County and their name was Apple, they would have had a really hard time at school. See, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, could you imagine going to your little rough ass uh, uh, prison <laughs> slash middle school and having someone's oh, name be, App, be oh, Apple? Girl, if my name was Apple, they'd be like after school, after school, some shady ass motherfucker. Be like, yeah, and we 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 picking some apples today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for me. yeah, we having apple juice tonight, nigga. <laughs> Yeah. Apple a day. You about to see the doctor today. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think if you're rich and your kids go to like some fancy night school, then Apple is fine. But if you in fucking um, East Flatbush, Brooklyn, or fucking uh, Decatur, Alabama, Georgia, then that's Clayton not County. I went to. Can I just clear this up for the record so that people don't think I'm okay? Because because you are from places too, okay? You don't you don't claim all the places that you were. I was born in Columbus, Georgia. I lived there until third grade, and then I moved to Phoenix City, Alabama, and then I moved to Lagrange, no, to Corinth, Mississippi, back to Phoenix City. Then I moved to Lagrange. Then I moved to Atlanta, and then I moved back to Columbus for college. And then I moved to New York City. So that is my journey. So I've lived, uh, I lived all over the South, but most of the years were spent in, uh, most of my formative years were spent in Clayton County, which is a suburb of Atlanta. Work. So why you, <laughs> so why you talking? I am from many places, mom. Same bitch. I know, but you um, only ever claim one. That's not true. I was East, born East in Brooklyn, Fla- New York. East Flatburg, uh, Brooklyn. Flatbush. I was born in Brooklyn, New York. I moved to the St. Lucia when I was a few months old. I lived there until I was 10 years old. Then I lived. Then I moved to Atlanta for a year. Oh, my God. That year in Atlanta, that's when I lived with June. She tried to be a parent for like a year. And it flopped, Abby. And my grandma was like, send his ass to New York because you're whack and so then from atlanta i moved to new york city and that's from so from like from the time i was 11 until i went to college i was living in new york city but also your little new york story is wild you'd be from like williams bush flatburg um <laughs> no i'm all, born and raised in east flatbush just on stage sometimes i, I, I would like shout out bedside I, I used to hang out in bedside i used to hang out in williamsburg before white people lived there i used to hang out all, all over you also Brooklyn. be different you also be different heights on stage that shit be driving me crazy well, well, this may shock you, but I am different heights when I have different shoes on. No, Whoa, you're one. No. I know, mind blown. Okay, that's not how that works. You're one height, and you're just wearing high shoes. Your height doesn't actually change. If you stand no, that on is money. If you stand on a table, you're not suddenly that height plus a table. Okay, that's but Bob, that's different. Works. Well, you and I, so we spend the majority of our life in heels. For example, when I'm not in heels, I am not. I am not super intimidating. I'm I'm five ten and three quarters. When I put oh, no, on, you a, are a terribly intimidating. No, you scary. <laughs> I when I put on six inch, when I put on six inch heels, I'm about six foot four. That's six scary. inch heels. When, when was this back when you started drag? Um. Okay. First of all, I'm not even gonna six inch heels. 
Yes, because you the, the the heel is four inches, and I have a two a one and a half inch platform. That's about six inches, mom. I know I know you I know you went to Decatur Clayton County High School. You don't get math, but that's how that works, boo. No, I, I want to see these little alleged six inch heels you be wearing. Oh, I, I will I, take a picture right now next to a ruler and put them on and do a number in them. Honey, <laughs> you are so ridiculous. On that note, I think I'm done with you. You know what? I'm done with you. Actually, can I just say too what is really funny to me? What? Because the the, the listeners don't know this, but when this podcast started, Monet was go back and listen, y'all. Monet was in a really bad mood <laughs> when this podcast started. I was not in a bad mood. No, because. Why was I in a bad mood? Why was I in a bad mood? Because when we were on the phone with with Jacob. <laughs> I was not in a bad mood. Maybe you were upset. I was upset, no, but I was not bothered. No, and Monet was like, <laughs> Monet was like, why are you getting no eyes? And then she was just in a sour mood the whole time. I was episode. not in a sour mood. You were, a, you were a sour patch child is what you were. Bob, I will tell you, you you know when I'm angry, and I was not angry. In fact, yeah, do y'all want to know when Monet's angry? Go back on YouTube and watch the Bob Ross. No, I was, I was a mad, no, not the Bob Ross. It was the making the outfit. No, I was, uh, wait, it was very the, annoyed and upset wait, that day. Wait, it was the what? The sewing thing. Remember, it was no, it the was, sewing no, thing. It was, no, it was both. I'm telling you guys, go back and watch the, Monet, the comments under Bob Ross are like, what's wrong with Monet? Does she not want to be there? <laughs> Does she not want to be there? What is going on? Just, what? Just so y'all know, this is already a super long episode. But when I'm mad, it's usually Bob is ridiculous, and Bob likes to put on for the for the for the mic and turn it on. But I'm always a genuine spirit and a genuine soul. So normally when I'm upset, it's because Bob has pissed me off about something. Wait, normally. so let me get this clear. So when so when you're mad, you have no part in it. It's all something I did. I just want to be clear. Yes. Work interesting. That's I don't know. I was a witch who could control people's emotions. This is I gotta work this. Me, me and uh, what's that lady's name? The the witch who predicted the presidents, <laughs> Baba Vanga. Me and Baba Vanga girl. I gotta go in business with her. She still she still predicting shit. Uh, what's that? Twenty five years after she died. <laughs> ah, Baba Vanga, honey. That is wild. All right, well, Monet, this has actually been a really great episode. Maybe one day we will raise a kid together. We'll get to try out all this stuff. Would you, I'm down. Last question. Would you raise a kid with a friend? No. Yeah, I would. Well, that was wow. You really flipped the script quick on that one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that would that'd take a lot. I didn't even have to do any convincing or anything. <laughs> Goodbye, no. bitch. Yes. And the next thing you know, I'm pregnant. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. A podcast network.